I hate introductions, don't you? But it seems like they're always necessary. So here goes. I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, mom, pastor, and missionary's kid, which is double trouble if you didn't know. And if you're in this space, we're here to learn about who God is, who we are in Him, and how to do faith in the real, meaning the real messy. Hi friends, welcome back to another chat with Ash. If you're new to this space, I just wanna say welcome. I'm your host, I'm Ashley Ivester. If you're watching on YouTube, you may notice that I, I'm still in this new-ish set. I'm really loving being in this chair and not behind a desk. I want you to feel comfortable here with me. And I like being comfortable when I talk. It helps me relax a little bit. But you may also notice that there are some additions to the set. My boys, they saw the need for improvement. And so they, they were proactive and they just did it. And so of course I'm leaving their special touches for this episode um, and for your enjoyment. I love having kids. I love all the special little things they do that just make life fun. Oh, this episode though, I can't say is going to be particularly fun for me. This topic has been on the chopping block for a while now, and I go from, I really need to talk about it to, there's no way I'm going to talk about it. Because this episode is all about struggling with body image and the question of what is health. And I'm an application person. I think for me, to be able to have application to whatever it is that I'm working through or dealing with helps give me purpose and it helps me feel as if I'm accomplishing something in the midst of difficulty or growth or whatever it is. And so I would love for this episode to be ideally this, I've struggled in this area. Here are the things that I'm learning. Here are tools that I've acquired and I have something to offer you. And this episode for me isn't like that. This is something that I have an ongoing, deep struggle with. And I've had to ask myself, if I'm going to share with you, if I'm opening this mess up to you, what's my why? I have a few, but I'm gonna share one of them with you now. I sometimes wonder if we, if I, don't talk about some hard things because there's this idea that I have to arrive first. It's almost as if, if I don't have it all figured out, if I don't have all the tools in my tool belt, then I have nothing to offer you. And I've been really challenged with that because I don't think that's true. I don't think that we always need to wait until we quote arrive before we start sharing with others because if nothing else, we get to offer each other presence in those hard places. And that's part of why I'm choosing to share this with you today. I know that I know that I know I am not the only one out there that struggles greatly with this. And if you're one of those individuals, I'm here today to say, hey, I'm sitting here with you and let's talk about it. And if this isn't something that you personally struggle with, I still want to encourage you to stick around and hear what I have to share because I guarantee you that you know people in your life that are greatly struggling. And it's good. It's good to have different perspectives. It's good to try to gain understanding so that we can have empathy and compassion and to be encouragers to one another. So stick around. Um, I don't know, honestly, is this something that 
that just females primarily struggle with? Can this be something that guys struggle with? I don't really know. I just know my story. And, and that's something to keep in mind. I think different people struggle in this area for different reasons. And I want to give you a little glimpse into part of why this is a struggle for me. I didn't grow up struggling with my body image or struggling with the question of what is it to be healthy. I was really blessed with two parents that greatly loved my siblings and I. They invested in us. My mom in particular spent a lot of time and energy pouring into us this idea of we are loved, we are precious, we are worthy where our worth and identity is found. She talked to us a lot about the beauty of our bodies, how our bodies are to be treasured and protected and what that looks like. But as a kid, I mean, I was just being a kid. I wasn't in a family or in an environment that put a lot of emphasis on the outward appearance. I mean, we were taught to take care of ourselves, but in terms of you know needing to be skinny, in terms of wearing name brand clothing, all of that stuff wasn't really a thing in my growing up environment. And I mean, I played with Barbies till I was 12, people. That's, <laughs> I was a young, innocent, like naive, just kid. And I honestly, even as I entered into the teenage years and started gaining an awareness of my body and how things were changing and going through that awkward stage that it seems like most preteens today are magically skipping, it still wasn't a matter of insecurity for me. Until, until I entered a very destructive and toxic relationship in college. I struggled talking about this with anyone really because I don't want to be a victim here. I want to own the things in that story that I can own and take responsibility in. But this relationship was, was toxic in many ways. And in one of those ways in which it was damaging was that the individual that I was in relationship with seemed to have a love for pointing out to me all the various ways in which I fell short according to him. And it was almost constant. There was a constant dialogue of comparison and pointing out everything that was supposedly wrong with me. As a 36 year old woman now, I look back on that girl that I was and I feel very sad. You know, hindsight is 2020. And and I'm sad that that girl was in that relationship and stayed in that relationship and there were a lot of different things at play in the choices that I was making. But I find it so sad that I had two parents who spent decades, years pouring into me and speaking into me and over me truth and building this strong foundation within me. And it only took a year, maybe a year and a half of being someone with someone who did the exact opposite. And it just train wrecked me. It completely derailed me and how I viewed my image. It was as if I gained that year a heightened awareness that this body image thing is a thing. 
And that was the catalyst for me of this, the struggle. Eric and I started our relationship and I walked into it with a lot of baggage, with a lot of hurt and a lot of brokenness. And, and he has in many ways suffered from that. He has been over the years extremely kind toward me in these areas, very gentle with me in these areas and very sensitive about this. And I have to say very patient. This is kind of hard for me to share because I realize that the picture I'm painting is in many ways very pathetic and, and my pride gets in the way. I find this embarrassing to admit, but for the sake of others and those that may struggle in these areas, I'm putting it out here because I think we need to start having these kind of conversations with one another. When Eric and I were dating and even after we were married for a while, I was in such a place of insecurity that I can remember we would walk into rooms together and I would immediately start scanning the room to see who was skinnier, to see who was prettier, to see who might catch his eye. And the crazy part about that is that it wasn't him. Eric has always been very faithful to me with his eyes. And I admire and respect that so much because my dad does the same thing. I grew up with a father who strives to be very respectful of women in, in all the different facets, but with his eyes in particular, I've seen how he has modeled what it is to love and respect and honor his wife with his eyes. My husband, I see him doing the same thing, and I'll give you one example, and I'm so thankful that he, that he does this. When we're watching a show or a movie, if something comes up, let's just, for example, a beach scene where you have women running around in bikinis and he will turn his face away and he'll say, tell me when it's over. And I don't know. I don't know that I've ever asked him this now that I think about it. I don't know how much of that is, is him doing that for his own heart and protecting his mind and his eyes and how, versus how much of that he's doing for me. But I do know he does it for me. And part of the reason that I, I respect and treasure that about him is because I recognize it isn't just that he's showing me love. It is him protecting me in an area of my heart that is extremely fragile. And it's been a process for the two of us working through those fragile parts of my heart. It, it has taken many years, probably too many years for me to fully trust him in those areas, even though he never gave me a reason not to. And thankfully, I can, I can say that I'm no longer to the point where I'm scanning the room, wondering who might catch his eye and feeling insecure from that. At this point, my struggle is very much the, the way that I view my body in a negative light and the way that I'm constantly, not constantly, the way that I frequently negatively compare my body to others. The irony in this struggle for me is that no matter someone's shape or size, I don't ever look at other women 
and, and think negative thoughts over their image. It's very easy for me to find the beauty in other people. But when it comes to me, it's like constant destruction zone. I'm gonna give you a recent example because there are, there are days that I don't struggle with this as much. And then there are days where I greatly struggle with this. I don't know if I could articulate why. Why are some days better than others? But Eric and I recently had the opportunity to go to California. We were getting my sister's car. Her family's going through transition and she needed her car driven from California to Michigan. So we did that for her and it was a blessing to us because we were able to have some time together and we decided to go the Southern route and to see some sites that we were really wanting to see, like the Grand Canyon. We were outside a lot visiting different national parks and it was hot. And for two days, the first two days of this, instead of being focused on the joy of being alone with my husband, which is extremely rare, instead of enjoying the beauty of nature that God had created that was all around us, for the first two days of this trip, I was greatly struggling because all I could see were all of these cute, fit, toned, half-dressed girls. I don't want this episode to be about modesty because whew, that is a spider web that I do not want to jump into today. It's really complicated. Everybody has different definitions and views of modesty. I understand that and that's not what we're talking about today. But I will say this, as I was observing all the different styles of dress, it struck me that it's kind of ironic that in this secular society that says that women are being empowered, that women are being respected, they're only selling us half of our clothes. But don't worry, we're not being sexualized, right? And I, I was struggling with, with what I was seeing. It made me aware, really I think for the first time ever, that my clothing choices, which again, I'm not saying I've arrived, but it made me pause and think, you know, every time that I've ever heard about modesty, and, and the reasons why we as females should be modest. It's always been presented through the light of for your brothers in Christ, for the men around you. And I'm sure most of us, if not all of us listening, have heard the, the counter argument to that. Well, it's not my problem if they're looking at me this way or that way. Um, one thing I will say to that argument is that's a very self-based motive and one that's easily taken apart in other scenarios. I mean, if you and I were having a disagreement and I hurt your feelings and I said, well, that's not my problem that you feel hurt, I, I don't think anybody would have an issue saying, hey, Ash, that's, that's not okay, right? And yet, when it comes to our clothing as females, that's often the position we take. Whole, again, I'm going down a little rabbit trail. Bear with me because I've got a point. But for the first time with this trip, I went, 
I'm really, really struggling because of what other, I'm seeing what other girls are wearing and I'm struggling with the comparison bit and I'm struggling feeling worthy. I'm struggling with all of it. And I thought, it's never crossed my mind to think about how I might be making other women feel with my clothing choices. And that made me sit still in my tracks for a bit. And I'm still, I'm still thinking about that one, like, wow. And it's tough because in, as in most areas of life, I mean, no matter what we do, there's always somebody that's going to be upset or whatever. I get that. But I don't know, for me, that, that's just put a new light on why am I wearing what I'm wearing? And it's, it's making me question some things. So I'm throwing it out there because maybe some of you will be struck by it too and, and want to think about that. But for two days, I had struggled. And I finally told Eric on the third day, I'm really struggling. And that was really probably the first mistake that I made in that struggle was waiting two days to finally tell someone that I was really struggling. And I don't really know how to best handle that place of struggle other than once I verbalized to him that I was struggling, it, it kind of made me accountable to, all right, what am I going to do about it now? Because the struggle's there, but I, but it's demanding a response. And so for me, part of that was I need to stop looking at the thing that I'm struggling with. I can't help but see other people. That's going to happen. But I don't need to sit there and dwell on that and start comparing because the dialogue that happens within me during a struggle like that sounds a lot like this. She has a really toned stomach. Wow, I, I don't. I keep trying, but I just can't get there. Wow, she doesn't have cellulite on the back of her legs like I do. I shouldn't be wearing shorts right now. Other people are going to see my cellulite. And I start going down this very unhealthy path of very negative talk instead of seeing that person being like, oh, she's cute and moving on and going, wow, look at this awesome rock feature that God's created. Hey, Eric, let's climb it. Let's have fun and then focus on that. So the hard thing with, with my struggle and maybe some of you will relate is there are things that I know in my head and on the good days, those things are very useful. Like, like I know in my head that I need not to dwell on something that's causing me to trip up. I know in my head that I am precious, that I am loved, that God has made me beautiful. I know in my head that I need to be thankful for the body that he has given me, thankful for the ability that I have to do what I need to do, to do what I want to do. All those things are there, but on a bad day, to be quite frank with you, that doesn't seem to matter to me. And that's that's the struggle. For the past two years, I've been on this health journey and I've been framing health in the sense of what's my weight and where do I need to be versus where I am. Maybe part of the reason this is so hard is because there's this balance here, right? God has given us a temple. We are to take care of it. What does that look like? It's not bad to say, hey, I need to move my body more. I need to make my body stronger. It's not bad to say, hey, I need to make better choices with my food fuel and fuel my body better. But 
I think for me, what I'm recognizing is that I've been framing so much of health through the lens of what do I weigh and what do I look like? And the image that I'm seeing in the mirror never being good enough. And as Eric and I were recently talking, as I was struggling, I said to him, I said, you know what? I'm starting to realize that this isn't really about my weight or what size clothes I'm wearing at all. Here's the thing. I am on the heavier end of the spectrum for me, but I've also been on the other end of the spectrum where I've been thin, really too thin for my height. And even when I was at my lowest weight, I can still remember how I would talk to myself. I, would, I can still remember thinking it wasn't enough. I needed to lose more. Um, I needed to, to be more tone. I needed, it, why can't I ever just be satisfied and thankful? And it doesn't matter where I am on the spectrum. That's still there. It's been really challenging for me lately because over the last few years, I've been working really hard. I've made exercise a daily part of my routine. I've, I've drastically changed my food choices and, and making sure that I'm adding those good fuels that will, will make me stronger and will you know, give me energy and all those things. And yet the biggest goal I've had seems unattainable. That number on the scale just barely moves no matter what. And I've been so disappointed. I've been so discouraged and frustrated. Ironically, I recently found out, I'm, I'm working with a nutritionist right now, and I recently found out that I have some hormonal issues going on. And because of that, I've been unable to reach the, the weight goal. And, and ironically, I'm also discovering that it's it's been... It's been affecting other aspects of my health journey as well. And it's so good to have that answer. It's so good to have a plan with a professional to, to become healthier physically in that way. But this whole thing, this whole struggle for me is, is, is going, okay, what is it that I'm really wanting and why? My dad has the saying, he says, we want what we want, or we do what we do because we want what we want. So we do what we do because we want what we want. What do I want and why am I doing that? And I'm having to start working through redefining what it is to be healthy and redefining why I'm choosing to do the things that I'm doing. One day as I was talking about my discouragement with not reaching certain goals, Eric challenged me and he said, Ashley, are you physically stronger than you've ever been? Yeah. I mean, I'm doing exercises that a year ago, I couldn't even do the modified version. Okay, great, you're stronger. Ashley, do you feel better physically than you've ever felt? Yes. Ashley, are you eating healthier than you've ever eaten? And does that make you feel good? Yes. Okay. He's like, then you are succeeding. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to be skinnier. And I mean, as soon as I said it, I heard it 
I know, but that was my true motive. That was my heart coming out in full display that really it's about being skinnier. And as I said, it's not really about being skinnier at all because it's never good enough. I'm going to give you a resource if you're struggling with this that I'm finding helpful. There is a podcast that my sister introduced me to. It's called Outweigh. I can't remember the, the last name of the host, but her name is Amy. And this podcast has really been challenging me because she's redefining how she talks about health. She's redefining how she talks about food. She's really challenging what they call this diet culture. And it's been very good for me, but it also makes me realize I have a very long way to go in this. I have a lot to work through. And as I said at the beginning, you guys, I really want to be able to say I've arrived and, and having not being in that space makes it scary for me to share with you right now. But honestly, I don't know if this will ever be an area that I don't have any struggle in. I mean, I hope that with time, I hope that with God working in my heart and in my life, I hope that with outside resources that are beneficial, like this Outweigh podcast, that, that I can make progress, that there will be growth, that maybe someday this won't be such an incredible struggle for me, but I don't know. And I want to invite you, if you're struggling, into this journey with me and, and to vocalize it's okay to talk about these things even if we haven't arrived. There's a saying that I try to say at the end of every episode, and it's funny to me how many times I've messed up this saying, but it's the saying of when I'm willing to admit that I need him, that's when I start making my story about him. And, and that's the thing, even in this unfinished, very messy part of, of my story, I'm saying, I've got this thing, but I'm willing to admit I need him. I'm hyper aware in this area that I need him. And maybe that's one area, maybe that's one thing that can make me thankful about the struggle is it brings in my heart an awareness that I need him. I, I just can't do this by myself. But the story I am praying will start becoming more about him as I start to recognize the fact that life is a journey and our faith walk with God is a process of sanctification. Sanctification is just a fancy church word for God is changing us and making us more like himself. And that's my heart's plea is, God, make me more like you. I want a heart that that loves you. I want a heart that that realizes I am loved. I want my my identity to be in you and I want that to be secure. I want my worth not to be about what my image looks like or what the scale says. I want my worth to be in you. I really want to be freed from this constant battle of comparison. I want to have a thankfulness cultivated in me for the body that I've been given to be able to to be truly healthy in the way that I think, in the way that I see, 
and in the way that I live. I'm not there, but that's my prayer. And if you're in that space, maybe you could start praying, not just for me, but for you too. And I wanna encourage you, if you're struggling, if you wanna have dialogue, I am all open for that. I'm okay with that. If you don't struggle with this, I hope that you've walked away with, with something that will help you as you interact with others that are struggling. Appreciate every single one of you that takes the time out of your day to listen to me and to hear me. I love our chats and I look forward to the next one. I'll see you next time.